This is Ask BBB. This morning, we look at keeping cool when we talk to Peter Inch of Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. And we learn how virtual reality is playing a role in real estate with Melissa Broad of Dynamic Tours. I'm Jim Swan. Jennifer is away today, so we welcome Chris Lavoie, Operations Manager of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Good morning, Chris. Good morning, Jim. We are all doing more and more shopping online. That means we are making purchases based on what we see on our computer screens. Sometimes what you get doesn't fit what you need. Later, we'll bring you tips on how to return. And our first guest is no stranger to the airwaves, or to BBB for that matter. Peter Inch was involved in the early days of BBB serving Western Ontario when it was established back in the 1980s and continues to support BBB through Peter Inch and Associates, Heating and Air Conditioning. It is always a pleasure to chat with you, Peter. Welcome to Ask BBB. Thanks, Chris and Jim. It's nice to be here. So we wanted to start by talking about one of your first or your favorite topics, air conditioning. But before we do that, could you reflect a little bit on your involvement in these those early days of the BBB serving Western Ontario? Well, we I've always believed the BBB is something that a company could should be involved in because I said it stands for integrity. And when it when uh, somebody stands for integrity, whether that's the BBB or someone else, why would you not want to be part of it? So. It was a no-brainer back then, and it's still a no-brainer today to be part of the BBB. Well, we certainly appreciate your support over the years. Um, on the topic of the day, air conditioning, if your AC breaks down this time of year, how long will it take to have it serviced? The, to get a service tech out, you'll be looking 24 to 48 hours. Now, in the, you know these uh, heat spells we've had, that could lengthen it a little bit longer, but our goal is to get there within 48 hours. To get it repaired all depends on what's wrong and the supply change or supply management problems that we're having. And uh, sometimes if we have the part on the truck, it will be fixed. If we have to order the part, it can vary anywhere from a day to eight weeks, depending on uh, what the part is. Are there any signs that there might be trouble ahead, Peter? At what point, for instance, does the age of our system point to possible trouble and, and the need for replacement so that we do some preventative work here? The signs for sure. If you're hearing noises that you haven't heard before or you're, you're looking and believe your electric bills are a lot higher than, than what they've been other winners taking in the, the price change, you know, those are signs that the unit could be not working efficiently or fan motor bearings could be going. So I always say pay attention to the unit, listen to it. If it doesn't quite sound like it did last year, maybe get it get it looked at, have a maintenance done, make sure that it's uh, still working efficiently and still working well. Uh, when a unit gets, you know, I'll say 12 to 15 years of age, you have to start looking at what the cost is to fix it. If you have a major repair at that 12 to 15 year, you might be better off to put that money towards a newer unit that's more efficient and uh, will last you another 12 to 15 years versus putting a lot of that money into that older unit only to have something go wrong next year. Okay, so let's say replacement is necessary. What are some of the choices that a homeowner will need to consider besides, you know, just the capacity of the unit? Are there different types of cooling units? There, there are different efficiencies to cooling units. So what I always say, it, it 
depending on how you run your air conditioner, and I'll use myself as an example, I turn it on in March and I shut it off in October. So I use my air conditioner for a long time. I want a very efficient unit, you know, 16 sear, 20 sear, that will cost me less to operate. If I only turn it on during a heat wave, I might go with the 13 or 14 sear unit that will cost less to purchase. Um, and since I'm not using it a long uh, amount of time, I'm not looking for those savings. The other thing we're seeing in, a, in the industry now is instead of putting in an air conditioner, you might install a heat pump and that will help with the carbon tax. Uh, going forward, you'll have the opportunity in the winter to use an electric heat while you still have your gas furnace if you want to use the gas furnace. So with the rebates that are out there, a lot of people are putting in a heat pump instead of an air conditioner. You know, Peter, when it comes to comfort in the home, not all levels of the home are the same temperature. Upper seems warmer than lower. Is there anything that can be done to even that out? The, the first thing they can do is run that furnace fan 24-7, so all the time, so that it takes the cold air from the basement and mixes it with the hot air on the, the upper floors and keeps moving it around instead of just letting all that cold air fall to the basement. So we say run that fan motor 24-7, mix that air, and that will help even out some of those temperatures. So never be perfect, but it will be a lot more comfortable in the home. All right. So there are smart thermostats everywhere. Um, could these smart thermostats be installed on an older HVAC system? They can, um, but some of the features on those smart thermostats may not work with the older uh, HVAC or older furnaces and air conditioners out there but they all can be installed so that it will allow you to, you know, you're driving home from work, turn on the air conditioner or set back the air conditioner or furnace if you're at work and you weren't gonna come home for a few hours. That will always work with the newer systems or with the older systems, but uh, some of the real features may not work with old furnaces or old air conditioners. So. You just have to be aware of that when you install those. You know, I think we're all a lot more conscious uh, of clean air as we've coped with COVID, Peter. What are some of the things we might consider adding to the HVAC system to provide proper filtering of the air in our home or, or in our business? Yeah, we look at kind of three parts, one being cleaning the air. So that can be uh, um, a filter, a, a MERV 11 is what I'll call the minimum to a MERV 16, to a HEPA filter, which is like operation, an operational room's air. Then we look at sterilization, which can be UV lights that are installed so that as the air is passing by that, it sterilizes it and carries on into the home. And then the third piece, which a lot of people forget about is what I call ventilation bringing fresh air into the home and exhausting that stale air out. So that's a HRV or an ERV uh, that can be installed. So you can have a filter, a UV light, and an HRV or an ERV installed, and that will give you the best air in your home. 
So another point of comfort in our home is hot water when we need it. We don't always give it a thought until it isn't working. Are there things we should be thinking about before our hot water heaters break? Definitely look at the age. Any hot water heater over 10 years old, I would look at replacing that unit. Uh, for your insurance, number one, a lot of insurance companies are now saying a water heater over 10 years old needs to be replaced. But that's, uh, that's the number one thing. And then uh, there isn't a lot more that people can do with uh, water heaters. Well, you've given us uh, a really good uh, overview of some of the things we can do to make ourselves more comfortable at home. And Peter, we want to thank you once again for taking time to join us here on Ask BBB. Thanks, Chris and Jim. Keep, keep cool. Thank you. Peter Inch is the president of Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. You can visit bbb.org, search for them by name in the directory, where you'll see they have an A-plus rating, and where you can link to their website and social media pages. Advancing technology is changing how we do many things, including home buying. Uh, we'll bring you the full picture next on Ask BBB. Welcome back. You're listening to Ask BBB, a program that brings you information from and about accredited businesses so that you can be making better decisions about goods and services that you're buying. And we're here with Chris Lavoie, Operations Manager at BBB Serving Western Ontario. You can find and do almost anything online, including a tour of a potential new home. But what is involved in creating the tour and all that information that is available to you? With us is Melissa Broad, the president of Dynamic Tours. Her company helps create those virtual tours. Welcome to Ask BBB, Melissa. Hi, thank you. Well, Melissa, here we are meeting in a Zoom room. Has this trend to doing things on the internet had an impact on Dynamic Tours? Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we uh, that is our key, doing virtual tours and being able to you know, view a space online. And I think that's been a huge impact. Can you describe what is involved in producing a dynamic tour? So uh, a dynamic tour is a revolutionizing way to show a space. They're high quality digital tours that use images, videos, and sometimes 3D modeling to showcase a space for online viewing. Uh, depending on the type of tour a client chooses, production will vary, obviously. But ultimately, every tour requires us to visit the location to record the raw footage. Then we take that back to our studio for editing and then rendering. And this usually takes about two to three business days, um, though sometimes we can rush that to 24 hours if requested by the client. So what's involved in the virtual 360 tour that we see available on your website? Yeah, definitely. Great question. And honestly, we get that question a lot because it is a new uh, a new thing that's come out and we may have seen or you may have seen lots of them now if you're looking at listings online. Basically, a virtual 360 tour is a tour which you can manually click through uh, to see a property or space online. You'll see those little circles in the property which will take you to the next area. Um, it's prepared by using our advanced 3D technology, which is captured by a Matterport camera. And this usually takes um, 360 video, like 360 photographs, and then joins those photographs together to make up the tour. So at the end, it sort of looks like a dollhouse, uh, but it's pretty cool. Is it kind of similar to what we experience on the street view on, on Google Maps? Very similar. It's, it's actually almost exactly the same. Does this virtual tour replace or does it enhance an open house tour? I mean, yes and no. I think 
I, well, I think you used a great word there, enhance, because I mean, some people still like the personal interactions of an open house, especially after we've been isolated for so long. Now, um, that being said, the great thing about virtual tours and cinematic tours is that you do get a very realistic depiction of a property without ever stepping inside the house. In fact, I, I have been told by a few uh, of our realtors that some of the properties we've done tours for have sold sight unseen, which is pretty amazing. We can see that the virtual tour would be a real advantage for people who are you know, out of this market because they can see the property from a distance. Are you getting feedback from real estate um, agents about how this affects out-of-market transactions? Oh, yes, absolutely. So we've expanded our service area to reach basically around Mississauga to the, the Windsor area. So that includes a lot of country and a lot of small town spaces in between. So what we've noticed is we are getting a lot more requests for tours in small towns, about 40 to 50 minutes outside of the cities. And from what I've heard from realtors as well, is that a lot of first-time homebuyers are willing to commute to get into this market. However, it is harder to get to these properties for showings. So having a virtual or a cinematic tour allows them to really see the space before you know, wasting the time going out all the way out to these properties to look at them. We last spoke to you about a year and a half ago uh, on Ask BBB, and at that point, we were right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, how has your business changed since that time? Oh, yes. <laughs> We've definitely had to adapt and expand, I think, uh, to accommodate all the changes that have been happening. Um, I think that's why we've added so many additional services. Um, a lot of society now has gone virtual, so having a virtual media company is really a great thing to have to help people transition into that world. Um, you know, now we are offering not only the real estate photography and cinematic video tours, but we've also expanded to include, like I mentioned before, the 3D Matterport tours. Um, so those are the 360 virtual tours. We do floor plans and measurements as well. We do realtor branding videos, uh, drone and aerial videos and photos graphic design, twilight photos and videos, uh, virtual staging, social media and event videos. And we even do the uh, for sale signpost installations. So we have a, a lot more services than last time. We've become sort of a, a one call does it all for realtors when they get a listing. And this really helps to streamline their business, especially in a market like this. Your business uses technology that is rapidly advancing. How much of your consultation with clients involves explaining, you know, what the possibilities and what the potential of what you do are? Yeah, uh, there's definitely a lot to know about the technology for sure. Pretty much every consultation starts with a rundown of our services, you know, what that includes, what are the differences, you know, just to give the client uh, an idea of what's involved and it helps them to choose which option is best for them. I think, honestly, it's probably 70% of most conversations. You went through quite a list when you were talking about the advances, Melissa, but one that jumped out at me was uh, virtual staging. Uh, can you expand a little bit on how that works and what the result is? So obviously, it's very different than actually staging a home where you bring in the furniture and you know make it look beautiful. Sometimes, for especially for properties that are empty, it's hard to tell how big a room is just by looking at the photographs online. So having a couple images virtually staged, what we do is we would Photoshop furniture into a, an empty room to show the viewer 
how, what can actually fit in that property? You know, can a, can a queen bed fit? Can a, a single bed fit? Is it big enough for a king? It's hard to tell online, but with a virtual staging, it gives you that perspective so you can get a better idea of how much furniture you can put in that room and what the actual size is. Looking forward, um, are, are you able to kind of make a, a prediction of what, how you see this technology, you know, working for you in the future? Honestly, it's it's so hard to say as the technology is advancing so quickly and it's hard to even imagine what's going to be next. What I see is, you know, being able to visit a, a space virtually with 3D technology can help allow people to travel to literally anywhere around the world, not just houses and businesses in our communities. I think this technology can can give people an opportunity that they never imagined would have been possible before. Melissa, can you reflect on how important BBB accreditation is to you as a business person and to your clients? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think it's extremely important, especially for us in this, in this market, in this, um, you know, with everything being virtual right now, there's a lot that you can find on the internet, but it's hard to know what's real and what's, you know, um, what has that backing. Um, there's a lot of businesses out there and having that accreditation helps us to not only stand out from the crowd, but to show our clients, you know, how important it is to us to ensure that that you're getting the best possible service. And, you know, being accredited from the Better Business Bureau shows our clients that we're serious, that we stand behind our services and our products. And, you know, we've been doing this for a while and we're held accountable to do a good job, you know. Melissa, we want to thank you for taking time to join us here in the Zoom room virtually this morning and for the information and insight into what's possible with Dynamic Tours. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's always a pleasure. We've been talking to Melissa Broad, president of Dynamic Tours, and you can learn more about Dynamic Tours by searching the bbb.org directory and linking to their website and social media pages. Dynamic Tours is a BBB-accredited business with an A-plus rating. We'll be back in a moment with BBB tips on Happy Return. And we are back with more on Ask BBB with Chris Lavoie, Operations Manager of BBB Serving Western Ontario. Chris, online shopping continues to grow, and that means online returns are increasing too. And that's why BBB has put together some tips on returning online merchandise. You'll find the article when you visit BBB.org. But this morning, we want to touch on some of the highlights. We've found that companies we've dealt with online are really good about returns, even if the error was our own. We recently ordered a case for a new cell phone and mistakenly clicked on the wrong size. They sent us a return label, and we had the correct case within a day. Yeah, so you were dealing with an established company, and although it is one of the last items in the article, you do need to watch out for scams. Fraudulent sellers have legitimate-looking sites. Um, they even offer fake tracking numbers on purchases but never deliver the product. So once we're confident that we have a legitimate website, what are some of the things we should consider so that we can return the product if we need to? I mean, the first thing is, you know, you want to check the store policies before you buy. Usually retailers in Canada and the United States, they're not required by law to have uh, any specific refund or exchange policies. Companies are normally allowed to set their own refund policies, and uh, they do have an obligation to adhere to their own policies 
but it is up to you to find out what those policies are. So if the retailer doesn't have a return policy, it's, it could be a red flag. The other thing that you'd want to do is, you know, make sure that you read the fine print. Even if a store has a reasonable return policy, it might not be free. Some stores will charge a restocking fee. Others may make you pay for the cost of return the shipping. And then um, also you would want to read the customer reviews that are available. Search customer reviews for any experiences on returns or refunds. You could look at these reviews on the seller's website. Um, you would want to check other sources though, like bbb.org. How important is it to keep receipts and confirmation numbers, Chris? It's very important to keep them. Um, you want to store them in a safe place. Um, just in case you, 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 your purchase is eligible for a return, you may need them when dealing with customer service later. And also um, save the packaging. So even if uh, items can be returned, you want to keep the packaging, include the tags, manuals, and other paperwork. These extras may be required if the store only accepts like new or original condition items for return. So it's okay for me to keep all these boxes in the basement like we do. So if oh, we follow these tips. you and your wife. <laughs> yeah. So if we follow these tips and others in the article, we should have many happy returns. And we hope our listeners will return here again next week. Do you have any comments on what you've heard on today's program? We'd love to hear from you. And if there's a subject that you'd like to, us to include, let us know. You can contact us at hashtag AskBBB and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Uh, thanks for listening this morning. I'm Chris Lavoie. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember, always look for the BBB seal. It's the sign of a better business.